Welcome back to On Purpose with Donald Roy. I'm so excited about today's episode because I've been meaning to sit down with my guest today for about a year now. And uh, finally, by the grace of God, it happens today. Now, my guest today is a self-development coach focusing on mental health and mind fitness. Her vision is a world where people are well-informed and fully equipped to deal more effectively with life struggles and pressures using the power of the mind. All right. She runs a number of coaching programs, including women wellness workshops, workplace mental wellness, mental health in schools, mental health in sports, and mental health in the church. She also offers mindfulness training, which covers positive mindset building, the stress control toolkit, and emotional intelligence for individuals and for groups. She's also the founder and executive director of Be Mind Fit, a trust organization whose mandate is to train people on how to attain, maintain, and improve mental wellness. She is also running a youth initiative called MySafeSpace.com, which focuses on mental health for young people and equipping them with tools to manage their age-related stress in healthy ways. Although she has over 23 years of working experience in the corporate world, spanning from public service, the NGO sector, and financial services sector, where she has acquired expertise in human resources management, administration, and policy formulation and uh, implementation, respectively. She has retired from the corporate sector in uh, December of 2019 to pursue her purpose in empowering and impacting lives through effective mind management techniques. What a mouthful. What a mouthful. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, Dr. JC Marker. Doc. Uh, welcome to On Purpose. Hi, Donnie. It's so good to be here. Oh today. yeah, oh yeah. I'm so excited. So your bio. Yes. Guys, this is not this is not even all of it. <laughs> like I literally had to pick like chunks of it uh, so that we could have a starting point. So you can. Where did um, you get that stuff from? <laughs> well, I I do my research. Let's just say I do my research. Okay. <laughs> so what interested me, Doc, when I was going through this bio is yes. there's so much. There's right. so many um, qualifications in, in, in that bio. Mm -hmm. There's so much um, that you've done right. just based on, and I know it's not even all of it. Yeah, yeah. So my question is, what's, what's, what's the driving force? What's the driving force behind you being this woman mm -hmm. who keeps going at things, who keeps pursuing things, who keeps right. growing, you know, going after success? After, what's the driving force behind all this? I think the driving force for me is the desire to be the best version mm. of myself. Right. I know that God created me and that was just the frame. Mm. Now it is up to me. It's, it's just like you buying a house that's just up to roof level. Right. And you have to put the ceiling, you have to do the interior decor, you have right. to do everything else mm. so that anybody that looks at that house just marvels at the way you have done it. Mm. So, yeah, that's, that's my drive. I want to be the best version of myself. Right. And so that I am the best gift God has mm. ever given to the world. That is so, so powerful. I want us to track back a little bit because I think mm -hmm. it's easy to talk about it now that we are on the other end. Right. But how does this whole journey start? Mm -hmm. um, when you speak to young people right now, talk about a young person who's in maybe form four or upper six, if you ask them, mm -hmm. uh, who do you want to become right. when you finish school? They're you know, just going to tell you about a singular thing. They'll probably say, I want to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. I want to be a pilot. I want to be... But I was looking at your bio. It has so many things. Right. And um, so what's the starting point? Was it always your dream to be this person that you've become now? Or has it evolved over the years? It has evolved over the years. When I started, I was just clueless. Mm. For example, after my A-levels, 
well, I, I wanted to be so many things. I think at some point I wanted to be a police um, officer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I was in primary mm, school. All right. Yeah, because I, I thought the police men and women looked so cool yeah. when we were walking the streets. And I'm right. like, oh, my goodness, I, I wish I want to be. With all that control. Yeah, and, and that control and people being afraid of you and stuff like that. Mm. Then when I was a bit older, after my A-levels, I wanted to do accountancy. Right. Well, because I thought it was a prestigious uh, profession. Mm. With, with lots of, back then, there were a few people who were accountants. An accountant, yeah. And they, they, they had lots of money. Right. Okay, yeah. relatively. And then... I'm really, I really need to, to, to sit down with, with, with all the accounting people in the yeah. country because it's just this misconception. Or, yeah, I don't know myth. if it's a misconception or it's a myth it's a that myth. accounting, if you do accounting... You've got the bucks in the pocket. To be honest, I think at some point it was like that. Mm. And I believe that there are some accountants who probably started way back who are yeah. making it good in this life. Right. But I think with time, with a lot of things happening, with a lot of universities and colleges churning out graduates in mm. accountancy, it has tended to be a bit uh, flooded. Right. And therefore, it's just mm. become one of those uh, professions. Yeah, so when I started, to be honest, I had no idea that I would end up being where I, I was. Right. I think I was just following the the flow. Mm. So after my all A-levels, I, I didn't get the enough points that would qualify me to take right. a degree in accountancy. Right. So I ended up doing sociology because actually that's what the university just gave me mm. because we just applied. Right. And the reply came saying, we have um, given you sociology. In, in, in sociology. I think back then you used to choose, I don't know if they still do so now, three options. Three options, yeah, yes. Yes, right. and then they, all, they gave me sociology and I'm mm. like, oh, well. I'm just going to go with I'm it. I'm just going to go with it and then right. we see what we can do after we are done. Mm. Yeah. So how do you then retrace your steps towards... Um, your dreams, because mm -hmm. obviously, in your mind at the time, you thought I have to do accounting, right. but all of a sudden you can't, you can't do it. Yeah. So after school, mm -hmm. um, what happens after school when you finish your your degree in sociology? When I finished my degree in in sociology, I wanted to look for a job. Okay. But I think at some point, at that point, I was a bit confused. I wasn't sure what job I wanted to do. Right. But I just wanted to get out there, get a job and a living and then probably start planning my life accordingly. Mm. So I ended up in the public service. Right. And for me, when I joined, it was like, you know what, this is just a stepping stone. All right. Let me just stay there for... Um, as, 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 as long mm. as I can whilst yeah. I look for like a... Proper job. Like a proper job, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but lo and behold, I ended up staying there for about six years. Uh, right now. Because my efforts to try and, and get out of the system and look for something that I thought was better were, were not bearing much fruit. Okay. So I ended up just, um, you know, doing what, what was there. What was there. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I see. So... <laughs> I, w I want us to bring the discussion to uh, teaching young people. Right. Because obviously there's a lot of young people that are going to go through this. Yeah. You know, where they think, and it's unfortunate that in our country, you know, for, for you to get into certain programs, you have to have, you know, a certain number of points. Right. But obviously there's a lot of young people that will miss by one or two points and they, they can't get into accounting or, or medicine, whatever it is. Yeah. In retrospect, when you look at your own journey, mm -hmm. what are some of the lessons that you eventually learned 
from having missed what you thought was the best okay. in, and, and also going for six years without getting what you, what what you thought was, was the best. Yeah. What are some of the lessons you, you could have accumulated in that space, in that period? So some of the lessons that I've, I've learned during this journey were that your, qualif like your primary qualification mm -hmm. does not necessarily define what you're going to be or right. what profession you're going to pursue. Mm, because so after... I, I did a sociology degree, right? Mm. Then I went to government and then I went, I had a you know, short-term relationship with the NGO sector. Right. And then I went into the banking sector for like 15, 15 years. Right. With a sociology degree, working in a mm. bank. And I wasn't doing, because most of the times when I'll tell people that I'm working in the bank, they'll say, oh, you're doing HR because HR and sociology are kind no, of linked. I said, no, no, I'm actually working mm. in, the, in the banking system. And they, they would be surprised. So that's the first lesson. Mm. I did a sociology degree, but Actually I ended up working in the, in, the in the banking sector. sector. Mm. And what I've learned about these qualifications is that when you acquire your first degree, mm. you're, not, you're not being wired to be stuck in a certain profession. Right. Your mind is just being prepared mm. for the world of work. Right. Your mind is just being prepared how to think, mm. how to reason, how to work under pressure, right. how to, to deal with failure when it comes because mm. you would have to fail at some point. Mm. So university is just teaching you how to do life and how to how think. To, how to so I believe that no matter what degree you have, you can do any job. Because university teaches you to think mm. and to reason and well, that to is, adapt. That is, that is so, so powerful. All right, so Doc, now I want us to get into the discussion of when we read your bio, right. there's a lot that's in it. Yeah. So now my question is, um, how, if we were to describe you, right? right? Mm -hmm. If we were to describe you, how would you describe your journey and how would you describe yourself right now? Uh, as it relates to your career and everything that you're doing. If you were to give us a summary of what you do, there's a young a, a man or woman out there yeah. that is listening to this conversation okay. and they probably have a life that's going to be like yours. Right. How would you describe what you do? Yo, um, that's a loaded question. Mm. <laughs> I would say I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of person whom God has planted on the earth mm to help people come to the realization of the power that they have. Right. And this power that they have is the power of the mind. Mm. Many times we go through life and, and we think that life is just like a formula that's made for us and we're supposed to walk mm. in it without right. us being able to change anything about mm. it. Right. But I've come to the, to the realization through my own life experiences that God has given us this very important tool called the mind. The mind, right. Yes, so my, who I am right now is I, I help people understand the power of their mind, mm. what they can do with the mind. That's right. Um, the, 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 the things that they can achieve and attain in life through mm. the power of the mind. That's right. I also help people understand the factors that affect their mental health you know that mental health is a mm. topical subject in our in our in our generation yeah, that's right and part of the reason why i'm on this earth is to help people understand the factors that affect their mental health mm. because people are being affected left right and center but most people don't even understand what mm. what it is that will be happening to them right and even if they get to understand what is happening to them most people don't know what to do 
mm. when they find themselves stuck in this um, mental health uh, prison, right. or whatever term you may give mm. it. So my 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 duty is really to to give people hope to say, no matter where you are, no matter what you situation you find yourself in, there is a way out because I'm a living testimony mm. of that. Now let's let's trick back a little bit. When we started, you say that initially. You thought your dream was to become an accountant. Right. And you ended up in sociology. Yes. And you ended up in a bank. Right. So at what point do you then discover this about you? At what point okay. do you discover that, okay, this is my identity? This is my identity. And how do you start making steps towards becoming who you are now? Okay. As I've just mentioned, I lived with depression for a very long time. I think it was over 20 years. Mm. And during those 20 years, a lot of things did happen. But fast forward to 2019, right. I, I was really struggling. By then, I was having chronic stress. Right. And I, my, my body was affected. Mm. The functionality of my brain was affected. My emotions were affected. Right. And I was, I was really failing to get myself to, to perform at the level that I wanted to perform at. Mm. So what, what then happened one day is I was sitting at a very big office. It was quite a good job. Right. And I was sitting in the big office and I was looking at the four walls and I said to, to myself, well, I was kind of talking to God and said, mm. God, so do you mean that these four walls are all there is to my life? Right. Especially this pain that I'm having to bear every single right. day. And the answer was immediate. The answer was no. And then I said again in my mind, so, okay, if this is not all there is to my life, mm. what then am I supposed to be? Mm. Um, what am I supposed to be doing and where am I supposed to be? And the answer right. was like, out there with the people, helping the people. Mm. That, that was the first time I kind of had a seed to say there is something right. outside of outside of what I'm doing of now, what I'm doing now that I should be doing. Mm. And then after that, I just began to have this urgency within me mm. to then quit right. and go out there. But then I didn't even know what that was. Mm. So again, fast forward, just a few months before I, I quit my job, mm. I remember walking into the office and I would hear... A, a voice say to me, not not like the voice, 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 just yeah. a thought yeah. running in my mind yeah. saying, you know what, Jesse, it's either you quit or you die. Oof. It was scary. And every time I'd walk into my office, it, it, it would be more and more painful. The burden was a bit too much for me. Yeah. That's when I realized this is no longer working for me. Mm. And I decided to quit. And when I quit, I didn't even have plan B. Wow. I had no idea what was going wow. to happen next. Wow. So I quit and unfortunately I had a condition that, that resulted in me having a major operation at okay. the end of uh, 2019. And so it was during the process of recovering mm. in 2020 that all these ideas begin to just coming, coming right. dropping in my mind and stuff like that. Mm. That's when I realized, in, in fact... I would say after I had suffered a lot of that stuff that I was talking about, I decided to go and since I was spending a lot of time at home recovering, I decided to just go on a quest for answers mm. as to why, why did I go through that? Right. What exactly would be happening to a person for them to feel that to much feel, pain that yeah. in their emotions and stuff like that? That's when God led me to a number of um, guys whom I now call my teachers right. who teach about the mind, the subconscious mm. mind, mental health. 
And the information I found there was just so mind-blowing. This wow. is where this purpose or this assignment was born. Right. And then say to myself, in, in fact, it was like that voice again that says, okay, now you have this information. You can't just keep it to yourself. Mm. You need to go out there and share this information with others because at your level, at your edge, at mm. the place where you were, you didn't even know these things. Right. And had you known this information mm. before, you would not have suffered the way you right. suffered. So right. it was kind of an instruction to say, I now want you to go out there and help mm. people with this information. So that's how I began oh, the work that I'm doing now. That's a powerful story and I'm, I'm really thrilled because this, um, it, it's similar in, in many ways to my conversation with Cheryl um, right. from the previous episode. We'll mm -hmm. actually say that when she left, she actually did accounting. Cheryl actually did accounting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, 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 but then she ended up leaving accounting. But she says, when I decided to quit, right. I didn't have a plan B. I didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying this to ask you this question to say, when you leave your job, because I believe they must be some kind of stigma to someone who's going to leave a yeah. job that's got a big office. I believe yeah. it should might have had a good salary as yeah. well. So Big it's like you're walking everything. away yeah. from financial stability yeah. to nothing. Mm -hmm. What's um, How do you deal with that? Is there any stigma from family, from you know your loved ones, even from yourself? Is there any... Um, of course, you mentioned the fact that you hear the pressure to quit. Right. But how do you deal with walking away from all this fin seemingly financial stability right. to going into this state of nothingness as you find yourself? To be honest, I was terrified mm. and scared mm. in, 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 in a number of the times mm. that I was thinking about this. Mm. And what I did is the only people I told about my decision to quit mm. were my immediate family. Right. I did not even tell everyone else, some of my mm. friends, they discovered on their own. Why I didn't tell people was because I was afraid they were going to ask me these questions. Mm. Why did you quit? Why did you leave? How then mm. are, you, are you planning to survive? Yeah. And I didn't have those answers. So th there was indeed a lot of um, mm. tension within me right. regarding that. I wasn't even sure of myself, right. what I was going to do, mm. but I was scared. But thank God, my family was so, so supportive. They also didn't know how I was going to survive, but mm. they supported the decision right. that I had made right. at, at, at that point. Mm. And one thing that, that truly um, held me the most was my... my re I'm, I'm always saying this to myself, that my relationship with God in 2020, I think it's, it's like the best so far. Right. Yeah, I, because I had so much time just mm. on my bed, sleeping, because I was recovering. I had so much time. Mm. I would spend hours doing devotions from right. morning, sometimes even up to midday. Mm. So I, I then developed this um, strong faith in right. God and trust in God mm. that God has plans for my life. Right. And even though I can't see where it is right now, mm. I know God is taking me somewhere. Yeah. And I was so confident that that thing we which he had planted in me, he had a plan for it. He mm. was taking me somewhere. Mm. Yes, it was taking long. I had no idea where I was going to start it, mm. but I was confident that I was going to go somewhere. But wow. in terms of that fear, the stigma, it was there. Right. That, that is so powerful because I think there's a lot of people out there who are actually stuck in this place where they are in these jobs that seem like, you know, it's the thing and everybody else thinks that's where you have to be because yeah. of the, of course, the financial perks it, it, it brings. Mm -hmm. But I know for a lot of people that are struggling and not able to leave their jobs. Right. Some of them have not, of course, reached, reached the tipping point like you did yeah. with this, like really this pressure and this edge to leave the job. 
but they know they have to leave. Yeah. Um, what's your advice to someone like that? Okay. Who is still able to wake up every morning and go back to that job. Right. But they really feel they're convinced this is not mm-hmm. it. This is not what God has said about to Yeah. To be honest, I would not advise anyone to do what I did. <laughs> that <laughs> right. is quitting without a plan. Right. I think it's very critical for everyone who then starts believing that there's something that they should do mm. to 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 make what we call like a retirement plan, right. not retirement from life, but mm. from that job. From that job. Mm, you know, start thinking about what it is that you want to do. Mm. And if possible, if it's something that your current employment allows you to do, start doing it. Right. Let's say, for example, you want to do music mm. or you want to do a podcast. Yeah. Then plan that in the next six months. Yeah. This In month one, I'm going to do one, two, three, mm. up to month six. And have an exit and plan. And have an exit plan. Mm. Have that exit plan and have it so clear. Right. And make sure you get people who are in, the, in, in that sector or in that business mm. where you want to venture into mm. to help you and give you advice. Right. Especially if you're a family man or a family woman, mm. it's, it's very much advised that you have an exit plan mm. and you work at it until such a time when you're separate from your current job, you're right. not you're not going to start from zero because mm. the situation may not be as kind as it was to me yeah. that I just continued <laughs> as if I never left mm. my job. It yeah. was just the grace of yeah. God. Yeah. So I'd really advise people to have an exit plan, retirement plan, mm. and 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 work at it and invest in it so mm. that when you quit, you're going into yeah, something. Into but something if then else. God requires you to do like what mm. I did, then trust him to, to see you through. But highly recommended to have an mm. exit plan. Um, so, Doc, we spoke about an exit plan. Right. For someone who knows what it is, or oh, has an impression of what God wants them to do. Right. But there are a lot of people out there who are in jobs, mm-hmm. big offices, right. big checks, mm-hmm. but they are convinced, they know that what they are doing is not what God has called them to do. Right. Or maybe they, they have an impression that this is not this is not it. This right. is not all there is to their lives. Mm-hmm. But they don't know what it is that God has called them to do. Mm-hmm. They don't know where to go next if they leave that job. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. As in they actually don't know what to do. Okay. How do those people move from where they are? In other words, we are simply asking, how do they find their purpose? Okay. Of course, you've had your own experience. But if you were to advise someone right now, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? First of all, I would like to read um, from the Bible. Mm. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31. Right. I've, I've always found this verse to be very useful whenever I'm talking about purpose. Mm. It says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Right. We, we, we've, we've gotten to a place in, in life where we are so obsessed about purpose mm. that we forget to live in the present, mm. doing what we are doing that is so powerful. now. Mm. The Bible says whatever you do, Donny, mm. whether you're eating, yeah. whether you are mowing the lawn, mm. do it all for the glory of God. Right. And my understanding, my own vision of purpose is whatever you are doing right there, right mm. now, that is your purpose. Right. I believe that at some point, I don't know how many years back, God said, I want a young man mm. who is going to be a brother right. to a young woman mm. whom I want to groom right. so that she is the lady president Oof. of this organization. Oof. That is powerful. And he says, 
who is going to do this thing? Mm. And he says, I'm going to drop Donald into the world right. as a brother. Mm. And then this sister is going to come after him. Mm. And his purpose is to just be Ooh. that brother Ooh. to that, that sister. That is powerful. All of us have a purpose. Mm. You are a mother. That's your purpose. Right. You are a father. That's a purpose. Mm. You're a little sister. That's your purpose to be a brother. Mm to be a mother, to be a grandchild. Mm. So we, we spend so much time and energy looking for purpose. We're looking for this, you know, out, outer yes. body experience, bigger. Bigger, whatever mm. we want to be the, you know, the, the, Oof, yeah, those so names out there. Mm. And, and I believe we need to just start from there. Mm. Realize that God had a plan. God had an assignment. Right. Then he planted you on earth with that assignment mm. in mind. Right. So whatever you find yourself doing, mm. God has planted you there. Ooh. That's your purpose. That is so powerful. And then with other people, the, the purpose will then go to the other stage. And this is according to God, not according to you, right? Right, yeah. Because someone might just, their purpose could just be a sister and they are a sister until they die. Yeah. They don't do anything amazing or, mm. you know, or whatever. Mm. And then another person starts off as a sister. Mm. And then the next thing, she's like a manager. The next thing, she's a president mm. of this organization. The next thing, she's the head of U United Nations. Right. So, it's, it differs with people. Mm. So, what people need to do according to my understanding is focus on where you are right and what you are doing mm. if god wants to do something else with you he will make it clear mm. to you right and you're going to know about it Oof. that is that is so 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 powerful because i think i'm so i'm so you brought back to me the someone preached on the parable of of talents right and said that when those guys were given the talents. Yeah. They were given a number of talents mm -hmm. based on where God wanted want them exactly. to be and based on the abilities they had yes. at the time. Given by God. Given by God. Yes. So it's actually true to say that God will not give us the yep. same level of influence, no. the same level of impact even Absolutely as relates to no. our purpose. Yes. And, and so because whew, that's a teachable moment for me yeah. because I think a lot of the times we are focusing on how can I be the next the president of Obama? Thing, yes. You know? All of us, we want to be President Obama <laughs> in the level of our impact. Yeah, and yeah. So, much, so much that we end up neglecting. You As know, speakers, we say we, we want to, to be an Oprah. You exactly. Know? <laughs> you know, all of us want to be Oprah. Yeah. And we end up neglecting the things that are right in front of right us. Right in front of so us. So you're saying if we start there, yeah. if we are faithful in the little, yes. start there yes. and excel there. Yes. If you can be a sister at home, yes. surely you can be a sister to a thousand people. Absolutely. That is, that is so powerful. Dog. Absolutely. That is so, so powerful. Yeah, so I, I think people need to chill a little mm. and, and, and just focus on, on what they are doing and do the best mm. of that which, which they are doing. Right. Because sometimes you are probably just given one talent by God mm. and you're busy saying, you know what, I must have five talents. Mm. And you're busy stretching yourself. That's why we end up having some mental health issues. Mm. You're trying to stretch yourself yeah. to be a Donnie when you're not supposed to when be. You're not supposed to Yours be. is just that one talent. Donnie That's has right. five. That's right. According to God who mm. gives according to how he wants because he's the mm. one who created us mm. and he created each and every one of us for a specific purpose that is so powerful a phone call a phone sorry a phone gadget yeah is never gonna say you know i want to be a tv that's right oh i want to be that you know uh, yeah. cinema screen yeah each each thing is created to serve a particular purpose that's right so it is us with human beings so it's important for us to just understand okay am i a phone am i a tv and mm. and just start from where you are yeah. Wherever you, whether you are a stepchild, yeah. you're a stepfather, mm. do that with excellence. And according to what the Bible yeah. says, to the 
glory of yeah, God. Yeah. We tend to do things to perfection just because we want people to then praise us and say, mm. oh, that's perfect, and we get favors. Yeah, yeah. But even if there is no one looking at you, you see, I, I, I've had this experience a lot because when I started to do this work, I, I did a lot of, like 90% of my work was like free gigs. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and there are times when I would go and, and do a presentation for free and I'll mm. go all out for myself. Mm. And then some, some friends or someone will come to me and say, but Jesse, why were you going all the way? Yeah. Look, this is just for free. Yeah. And I'll say to myself, even if no one says, well done, Jesse, even mm. if no one says to me, you know, you've helped me. Yeah. I know the one who sent me to do this job is the one who is evaluating me Ooh. and who is looking at me. Mm. So I'm not doing it for the audience mm. or not even for myself, but I'm doing it for the one who sent me. So cool. I must be faithful mm. with the work he gave me. Mm. Whether I get a cent or nothing out of it, it's his problem. Oh, but I'm going to do... That is so powerful. Yes. And God is not able to entrust us with some of these things that we want because we're yes. not even diligent with, with what he's given us. Yes. With the things that he's given us in our immediate In our circle. immediate circle, exactly. And oh. we want to rush to the mm, next levels. Mm. You, you, you're not done. If, if, yeah. you're, not, if you're not done, it's, it's, if, if in, a, in a normal system, if, if you haven't passed your provisional license, mm. you are never going to get That's right. your driver's license. That's right. If you have not passed your grade seven, you don't mm. have enough points, it's that systems yeah. change yeah. sometimes. You're not going to go to form one. That's right. If you haven't start, let me, let, let's, let's take, for example, Candy Crash. Yeah. Th that game. You are never going to you the next level. You are never going to go to the Until you you exactly, you yeah. crack it. So sometimes in life, we just need to learn to mm. concentrate and focus on what I'm doing now mm. because this is where God wants me to do. Mm. One thing that I found very interesting regarding Peppers is when I announced, when I told one of my friends at my um, old uh, job mm -hmm. that I was quitting, she said to me uh, something very, very profound. She said, you know what, Jesse? I thought she was going to say, Jesse, why? She, she just said to me, you know what, Jesse? God sends you to a place for a reason. That's right. You came here. Mm. You, you're saying you've just been here for three years. Mm. God wanted you here for a purpose. Right. And just because you have finished. You fulfilled it. You have fulfilled it. And mm. she said to me, sometimes you don't even need to know what it is. Yeah. Just your being here. Yeah. There was something that you were, you were actually doing. You were serving God. Right with someone that you are not even aware of. Now yes. that you are done, God is taking you to the next mm. place. So yes. don't worry that, ah, yeah, I had been here for a short time only. What are people mm. going to say? So the other thing about Pepper's journey that I've realized is most of us think that from the edge of like one or two yeah. or five or whatever edge, you know your Pepper's end to mm. the end. Pepper's is not a destination. Mm. Pepper's is Ooh. not an identity. Right. You can't say, I had you speak to Cheryl the other time and you say, you know, I'm a podcaster. Yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong. Yeah. But you know what? Purpose is not a destination. Yeah. Purpose is a process. Wow. Tell you what. You may be a podcaster today, today but, but next else, week yeah. you may be a footballer. Yeah. So we need to have that open-mindedness that mm. when God has is done ministering to some people through this podcast, yeah. maybe in three months or in three years' time. It is done. It's done. Yeah. So now what we then do is we think no. This is this my is purpose. What I have is to become. You continue doing it. You continue Ooh. doing it. And then you begin to see that you begin to struggle. Things don't work. You are already mm. out of your purpose. Mm. So we need to know that purpose is a process. Right. God wants to use you for a certain thing yeah. at a certain it time. Is, it, when yeah. it's done, it's going to change. It's going to take There you are people place. who are going to be a podcaster from beginning to end. Mm. But there's someone who's going to be several Some, yeah, things, several things in at some point. Yeah. So we just need to be open enough so that we can listen mm. and be able to be guided accordingly. Woo. Ladies and gentlemen, that is such a mouthful. That is 
so much wisdom. That is so much grace. Doc, thank you so much for having uh, time to be with us on the podcast. I've certainly learned a lot. And you can see why I've been meaning to sit down with her <laughs> for the past one year. Before you go, Doc, yes. I know that you've got a retreat uh, that is coming up. Can, yes. you, can you talk to us about that? Yes, I'm, I'm hosting a Women's Mother's Day retreat event on the 20th of May at the Crown Plaza. Right. I, I just decided that with Mother's Day coming, um, mothers are, you know, we know how important mothers are. Right. And sometimes mothers' mental health is affected because of their roles and duties and responsibilities. Mm. And in most cases, they want to take care of everyone else except themselves. Right. And their mental health you know, begins and continues to deteriorate. Mm. And we just want to bring women in one place and advise them that, you know what, mommy, your mental wellness... Mm determines the mm. well-being of every member right. in your family, right. in your household, mm. in your circles. Mm. So you need to make sure that you're taking care of your mental health because it it, it, it just flowing over to and yeah, affecting to, to everyone that is around you. Wow. So we just want to bring them together and, and give them tips on, on how to mm. um, take care of their mental health despite the odds that they are going through right. every single day. Doc, thank you so much uh, uh, once again for being with us today. I'm definitely going to put um, the details of uh, the retreat on our screen so that um, our sisters, even husbands who are listening, yes. please do make please an effort to bring and send your wives, send your, your sisters, wives. send your mothers to yes. this retreat. I know for a fact that um, when our ladies go there, they're going to be empowered with information that is critical for all of us. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for staying this far with us in the video. My name is Donald. I'm so excited that you joined us today. Uh, may God bless you. See you in the next one.